There has been a lot of information given that I can take back to my establishment to guide my female colleagues into making the right decisions for them and their future. Through the POA, there have been lots of policies and structures already in place, but now I know where to find them and can help my colleagues do the same. Hello and welcome to the podcast of the Prison Officers Association, the UK's largest professional union for prison, correctional and secure psychiatric workers with over 30,000 members. The voice you just heard was Bev from HMP and YOI Warrington in Stoke-on-Trent and one of the participants in the POA's first ever women's networking event. In this episode, we will be looking back at the event and hearing from those most closely involved either as an organiser, a participant, or a guest speaker. This is what Michelle from HMP Style had to say about it. It's definitely exceeded my expectations. And it's been really empowering being amongst a group of women um, who are all sharing the stories and keen from learning from each other's experiences. It's been really nice how comfortable everybody's felt in the group to speak out and share their experiences. It's been brilliant. So, so how has the event changed your view of the union then, of the POA, and if so, in, in, in what way? It's definitely highlighted that they are actually working for our issues and they're looking at female-specific issues and taking them quite seriously. Because I think a lot of the time we feel like we're not being taken seriously in our workplaces. So, yeah, it's definitely nice to um, see the work they're putting into it. And what will you take with you from the, the event back to your, your branch or, or workplace that you think will will be able to make a difference? There's loads. So for me, a lot of it is just about sharing the information and getting that information out to other colleagues and managers because there is a lot of things where the information is out there, but it's so well hidden and it feels like it's gatekept a little bit. So hopefully just having that information on hand... <laughs> But what was the purpose and objective of the event? What was its size and shape? And did it match up to expectations? Here's Sarah Rigby from the POA National Executive Committee. There's been just over 20 women probably in the room at any one time. That includes some of the guest speakers, because some of them have sort of stayed on and listened to the conversation generated after they've spoken or in the build-up to them speaking from everywhere, a couple of girls from Northern Ireland and across the country. We wanted to make sure we targeted as many prisons as possible because ideally we want them to go back to their prison and then support women in their workplace, uh, help signpost them, support them. So it's been good actually to get people from a lot of different prisons in the room together. I just think we've raised awareness of the difficulties that women can face in the workplace and we've probably raised awareness of the support that is available and saying that There is support available. However, you know, it needs to go a little bit further yet. There's still more work to do. But it's been really good to hear from the front line what the issues are, just to focus our attention really on the areas that need the most work as we move forward. It's been good and I think we got the number just right as well because everybody's participated and everybody shared their experiences which we're really grateful for, because without that, it wouldn't have been as much of a success as it has been. And I I think there will be positive impact once they get back to their prisons and and tell people what they've done and what they've learned and stuff. I think it'll be really good. 
NEC member Sarah Rigby. But let's hear more from those who attended the event. First, we have Kirsteen, who is the POA branch chair at HMP Oakwood. Then there's Haley, whose home establishment is HMP Cardiff, but is currently on secondment as a staff support lead. And then Karen from HMP Low Newton in Durham. It's definitely exceeded the expectations. And to know that these, uh, you know, the POA are fighting for, for real issues it's comforting to know that it's going to help women in the workplace, but it's also going to help future generations coming up into the workplace. But I think it's it's good to know that they're, they're continuing to chip away, challenge policies, and just to make things better uh, for the workplace, I think is a really good thing. What I'll be taking back is for, for women going through menopause, products available to them whilst they're at work, I think that will make a massive difference in the workplace. This week's been really, really informative and really good, and I look forward to more like it. It's given us the opportunity to network and learn what other jails are doing really good and what, what jails are not so good, but picking up effective emerging practice of people that we can take back to our own establishment. But also, it feels like it gives you a voice. You only hear what you hear about the union from the committee. But I think we don't realise how much the union are doing behind the scenes for staff. And yeah, so for for me, if I was back in Cardiff or when I do go back to Cardiff, you know, I think I would play more of an active role in the union. The union are supporting women in the workplace and how much they're keen to support women in the workplace. But also just all the information and the support that is there and the stuff that's being looked at and making sure that every site is aware of what's out there for women in the workplace. But yeah, I think there's there's loads I've learned that I'm keen to share with wellbeing leads and everything within my, my jails, but also with my team who can share with every jail across the country. I wasn't 100% sure, you know, what really we'd be, we'd be talking about, um, I guess. Um, it's been very insightful for me, I think. And I guess listening to it, like other people's other people's experience experiences as well, and I think it's quite important to learn that you know we're not on our own. Yeah, and I think uh, um, the sexual harassment side of things has really opened my eyes, you know, because I've been in the job for thirty-one years, and you know, and I'm used to the banter that we, you know, that we call it. And I guess it's a learning curve for me to sort of realise like it can be very a dangerous thing you know, to to be involved in, you know, so it's kind of made me take a step back and think, I'm a POA rep anyway, you know, so I know I know all the, the, the good work that we do in the shop floor and I know what the NEC, the great work that NEC do, but I guess it's just taking that back to my branch and just putting it across to be quite mindful how we are when we're out and about doing our thing because we all get involved in the prison service language, if you like. Because I work in a female jail, um, and I think it's uh, um, really pushing that you know we have a voice. I think that's a, the big thing, and and try to encourage people not to be scared to speak out. And certainly from um, the packs that we've got from these last two days, I mean you probably know yourself trying to find stuff on the internet is really hard. So the information that we've got now, I'm going to put it out there, tea rooms, everywhere, you know, so that. 
people when they're coming just sitting down they might think oh what's this and then then realize that they're, they're actually not alone with this and they, they you know they can come and speak to us about it a key part of the event was to give attendees the chance to hear from expert guest speakers claire meller is the chief executive of the provider of the poa's legal services thompson's so i was absolutely delighted when the POA asked me to be part of the event. I was really excited by the initiative. I thought it was a fantastic event for them to organise and host. I was asked to deliver a session on um, sexual harassment in the workplace. So I delivered that with a focus on the legal remedies, but also some practical tips on what to do when members are faced with sexual harassment in the workplace and the steps which they can take to support and assist members with that. And then we did some case studies as well. So we looked at some practical real life examples of situations that might occur. And we had a fantastic and really energizing conversation around those case studies and how different people would handle things slightly differently. And of course, there's no absolute one answer for this sort of situation. And then after we dealt with that, we did a very small session on domestic abuse. And we did some work around terminology with that, around different types of abuse that can occur and how we as women can provide practical and sisterly support to people who can be faced with that. One of the really positive things which came from the initial introductions was that all of the women who attended that conference were speaking about one of the reasons they were there was to build a network, to build that network of support, to build links with one another so they could share experiences, but also share ways of responding, methods for dealing. And that kind of support, that network of support across women is hugely important to me. It's certainly something that's enabled and supported me throughout my career. Certainly it's supported and enabled me when I had children and I came back to work and I had the fantastic support from Thompson Solicitors that enabled me to progress through the firm to reach the the position that I'm in now. But also uh, because I know that women can be the most incredible source of support to each other. And I know that when we support one another, we are much stronger together. And of course, that is a fantastic example of trade unionism, working together as the collective and the strength that brings. So I thought this was a fantastic example of that and a fantastic example of how women could come together in a safe space. Obviously, people spoke about sensitive, confidential issues, but they did so with that real knowledge and assurance that everyone in the room respected their confidentiality, but also that everyone in that room was there with the same goal, which was to support one another, but also find a way to amplify our voices and amplify our role. I think it's a really great example of how the POA works as a union and how the POA actively supports its members that it gave its full support to this sort of event taking place over a number of days and that it really encouraged and enabled that to happen. Also guesting at the POA Women's Network event was Kudzia Batul, Head of Equalities at the Trade Union Congress. 
Kutzier explained that her remarks at this event could only ever be about how to tackle the factors that are known to create disadvantage for women. When I was invited to speak at the event and I knew it was going to be focused on women, it was really, there was only one thing I could talk about and that was women's equality and how to tackle the factors that we know disadvantage women. And we talked about pay gaps. We talked about women's participation, both in the workplace and in our movement. We talked about women's representation in leadership roles, and again, both in movement and in jobs. And really importantly, we talked about the eradication of violence against women and girls and ending sexual harassment, and also how workplaces and workplace policies really need to change and adapt to be more inclusive of what it's like to be a woman at work. And did you find that the audience was receptive, almost intuitively understanding of, of, of what you were leading the discussion on? I thought they were absolutely brilliant. And I found it um, really insightful to listen in to the session that was on before mine, as well as my own session, to hear the contributions that POA women were making around their own experiences in their workplaces, their own journeys to get there. And really, really importantly, um, lessons that they had learned and the solidarity they had for each other and for other women. And really, there was a whole range of, you know, the tough lessons we learn as women in the workplace that just getting on with it is one of those things, things we have to endure all the way to how do we turn those lessons into positive energy, into real change, so that women in the workplace don't have to have those experiences. So real solidarity and sisterhood. And I was so happy to be there and happy to to hear from those women who are doing the toughest jobs in the most toughest of circumstances and trying to do the absolute best. And any other views about the event as a whole? I thought the event was absolutely brilliant. Um, I learned so much. I didn't realise that 25% of POA members were women. I didn't realise how genderized some of the roles still were. I, I suspected that the members were going to be passionate and committed. And of course, they absolutely were. And one of the things that struck me was the absolute raw honesty and trust from women. I talked about some of the lessons, but also some of their own stories, which uh, which aren't mine to share here, but to say, you know, these are real inspirational women that have lived this role, walked the walk, and are now here talking about these things to really have impactful change, to use that to form bargaining so that we can improve things for women doing these jobs up and down the country. And honestly, it was incredibly powerful. Given that this event was a new initiative for the POA. Unsurprisingly, it caused many of those present to reflect on how they viewed the union. Let's hear from Alice from HMP Little Hay, Claire from HMP Bullingdon, and Amrita from HMP Hume. It's nice to see positive changes. I mean, for, certainly for my POA, at my establishment, it's very male-dominated. Um, we've only just got our first female rep on the committee. So that's a really positive step in itself. But to see all of these amazing women um, striving to make a difference and men as well, like striving to sort of help women and actually addressing so many issues that are um, there. Um, it's just really positive, really positive. So what do you think you'll take with you from this event back to your branch or, or, or workplace that you think will really make a make a difference to how things are, are done there? 
I think the key word for me is definitely knowledge, but also the support network that we've kind of built up over the last few days. You know, we've met some incredible people and we've formed this incredible bond, I guess. But it's knowing where to signpost people and to help and actually what people are entitled to and what should be happening. And then the changes behind those as well of what should hopefully happen in the future. But yeah, key word, definitely knowledge. Yeah, it's definitely surpassed my expectations. I didn't really, as it's the first one, I didn't really know what to expect. No one has ever been to this before because it didn't exist before. So, yeah, it's been so good. It's been really thoroughly covering all of our issues and certainly lots of open discussion. It's and really feeling heard by the POA. Definitely changed my view of the union. Like allowing grassroots members, I'm not on the committee or anything, to attend events like this and have my voice heard at that level. It's exceptional really i feel really privileged to being able to take part the amount of information that we've been given to take away to cascade down to members it's gonna can maybe the ability to change people's lives and their experience of working for the prison service through the tools that we've been given through this three-day workshop it's been excellent in the last 24 hours i've just been speaking so highly about the course i've been a little bit impressed and overjoyed with the calibre of guest speakers and the content of the course. It, it, it has absolutely lived up to my expectation. You don't really know what's really going on in the backgrounds and, and just how much of a, a punch our union colleagues have. But when they put courses like this together and such an empowering course, I might add, and an educational one, that's when you feel the calibre of the union that actually comes to the foremost. Because it, it really has been amazing, amazing course. And I, I've personally learned a lot, yeah. I'm going home with plentiful information, plentiful support from all aspects of our industry. There's multiple people now that I can do networking with and talking to and refer, which I didn't have 48 hours ago, you know, and, and even let alone the candidates on the course. I've now made some new contacts within my own colleagues today, you know, and it's just been absolutely perfect that we can all talk about women's issues in the workplace and actually have that sort of connection and, and respect and empathy and understanding because you, you can feel very alone sometimes as a woman in a workplace. And this has been highlighted on this course. And now all of a sudden it's just like, wow, you know, you don't want to use words like sisterhood, but that's exactly what you are. You know, you've got this group of very professional, understanding women and men who are happy to support women in the workplace that I can now go to. And they will more than happily give me the support or put me in the right direction to help myself and some colleagues. It's been absolutely outstanding. I'm such I am so pleased I attended it. The event also heard from two civil servants from the Ministry of Justice, HR business partner Tracy Varela and Andrea Mystery from the Ministry's Tackling Unacceptable Behaviours Unit. Both Tracy and Andrea reflected on the enormous value of talking about the challenges faced by women prison officers with women who have the lived experience of these issues themselves. So the two areas I've covered is supporting women in the workplace through menopause and supporting carers in the workplace. That's the two areas that I've focused on. 
has anything particularly surprised you? Was there was there a greater resonance? Is it is this actually quite a new experience for for you in the position you're in in the MOJ to to be able to engage with this sort of audience? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's unusual because I do have other ways of engaging. But what this done is just allowed people in them frontline roles that time to come together and talk about the difficulties that they face being a woman in HMPPS setting and some of the experiences that people had. Some of them haven't surprised me. Some of them have really shocked me. But I think it's a huge, huge round of applause from me to the POA for putting on this day. Much needed. Hope to see it again because there was 20 plus ladies in there that have all gained knowledge have all gained camaraderie, They're, they've all come together and focused on what needs to improve, and that rarely happens. And, and what, what struck me was the conversations have all been about how I can use this to help others. It's not been self, It's some of it's been about themselves, but a lot of it has been, oh, well, I know such a body that would really benefit from that, and I need to tell such a body. So that the people that they're going to help when they get back into their workplace, it's not just been about them. The most of the focus has been on how they can help others in their workplaces, which is good to see. That's what you want to see. It's a good, it's a good outcome. So you said that some of the things you that you, you'd heard shocked you. What will you take away from from this event to plug into your 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 day to day work? And how valuable is it to get that information from the front line to support the rest of what you do? Oh, it's massively, massively valuable, and we, we've got probably two or three cases that obviously you can anonymise, but they are real a day in the life of stories that are hard hitting, that we can be sharing with senior managers, senior leaders, we can share with the HR community, uh, because I've got a lot of feedback on how valuable HR is in the workplace. Sometimes it's, you know, it's difficult. You can say, we're not supporting people, I don't know, through pregnancy in the workplace. It's a sweeping statement. You can't usually back it up with real examples what we've got from there is permission from ladies to share their experiences in terms of lack of support and their permission to share that as a as feedback to senior leaders you know you can you can feedback this needs to be improved that needs to be improved but if you can give a real life example and boy did we get some of those that that can often get someone to have that conversation so I attended as a representative of TUBU, so the Tackling Unacceptable Behaviours Unit. So I came largely to talk to people about our unit, what we do, and how people can access it. So I spent some time explaining kind of within TUBU, we've got kind of four work streams. So we've got a mediations arm, which is all about kind of really early conflict resolution. We've got an investigations arm, which I think is probably the least developed kind of area of work that we do at the moment. We've also got a helpline that's completely confidential for staff. And we have climate assessments, which is the area of the business I, I'm in. So we as a team will go in and, and assess the climate and gather kind of staff voice and lived experience. I guess our questionnaire has five kind of key areas of focus. So we ask about leadership and communication. We ask about fairness and consistency, the real like 
bulk of our questionnaire that we ask about is around diversity and inclusion with a specific kind of focus on unacceptable behaviour and the experiences of people through the lens of their protected characteristics. I mean, we ask really explicitly, I guess it kind of makes us quite different to other staff surveys as we ask quite explicitly about people's experiences of not just the really overt unacceptable behaviors but some of the the more subtle nuanced behaviors as well and we do that across kind of all prisons probation settings approved premises and headquarters so there were quite a number of people we spoke to who were not familiar actually with Tubu as a unit and what we did and I think you know we kind of launched back in August 2020, just as COVID was in full force, really. So in terms of kind of recruitment and developing all of our work, it's been kind of delayed as a result. But we are now getting to the point where we've we've recruited, we've got a, a kind of a substantial team. So getting to the point of thinking about kind of relaunching, raising people's awareness of, of what we're doing and what we can offer and how we can support staff. Have you any kind of general reflections about the event? Because it was the first time that the the unions organised something like this. Well, I I really enjoyed it. Um, It felt really relaxed. It felt very safe. We what we did was we kind of split the the group up into two. So there was myself and my colleague Debs, and we split off and we had kind of um, mini focus group sessions, just creating a safe space, like we do in our kind of climate assessment work, really, just to. I suppose, answer any questions about the service that we offer. People had quite a few kind of observations and thoughts, which were really helpful for us. But also there's something just about being able to speak to people who have a shared experience and you can really resonate with that. And I think there's an element of that exercise that was quite cathartic for for quite a few people. Yeah, so it was a kind of two separate benefits, really in that we we got to kind of we got to learn and we got to give our message out there to to people who then can take it to their colleagues and kind of pass that forward we have three closing contributions from people whose involvement was absolutely essential in making the women's networking event a reality angela sinclair has worked for the poa for more than 40 years she explained why the women's event held a special place in her heart. It's exceeded my expectations. It's a long time coming. I've worked for the POA for over 40 years, and it's one of the best events that I've ever attended. They organise events, and it's one been one of the best events and really informative, and it just shows the challenges that female prison officers have to go through within their workplace. So what do you think have been the, like, the, the magic ingredients, the things that's really made this event stand out over all the other ones that you've you've seen and been involved in over over your time with the POA? Well, I'm female as well, so I can relate to the issues and I've gone through a few of them myself, so I can relate to them. So that's number one. And in the challenging environment, I just don't know how they've coped with it all. Then I think the prison services also are realising the impact these issues have on women in the workplace and I think they want to do the best they can as well to be honest with you that's the feedback I'm getting from the prison service officials that are here. Assistant General Secretary Angela Montgomery is secretary to the POA's equality committees 
She explains why the women's networking event is part of a much wider campaign. In excellence, it's been an excellence event. It's enabled women who work in the prison service to share those experiences, both positive and negative. And I think one of the things is there's a lot to do. We should have come further than we clearly have. And I suppose what strikes me is that HMPPS is the Ministry of Justice. You know, it comes under the Ministry of Justice and they need to set an example on gender equality and they have a long way to go. So it must be it must be encouraging to see the impact on so many POA local reps and, and women members who aren't e- even reps of being able to come together in a safe space to to realise the issues they're facing, they're not facing on their own. Absolutely, absolutely. Because I think they often do feel like that and then, or they're made to feel like that. And I think what's positive is that they've shared the experiences of negativity that they've experienced and they do feel, well, actually, it isn't me. It's the way the patriarchal structure is within HMPPS. And I mean, I mean on one level, I find it quite shocking that 30 years ago, other organisations managed to say, yes, we'll give people flexible working. That's not a big ask. It really isn't a big ask. If they can do it for Heinz workers on a shift pattern, I think they can do it in an MOJ organisation. That, that's my response. What do you think people will take back from this event to their branches and workplaces that possibly will make most difference? Hopefully they'll go away feeling supported. They've been given a lot of information and contact with the NEC. So hopefully they will come to the POA as a first point of contact. I mean, part of it is also enabling women to feel that they could stand for committee positions and they could approach the committee if there was an issue. And I do think that message is clear. And I would hope that all of the women who've attended will consider, if they're not on the committee, becoming a committee member, or if they don't feel they're at that point in their journey, that they will approach their committee if they've got an issue, rather than think, well, actually, the POA committee wouldn't do anything about this gender discrimination I'm experiencing, or the difficulties I'm facing as a carer, or, well, menopause is my problem, and I can't ask for help. So I would hope that would happen. I would say that there needs to be training for male committee members because some of them will understand the menopause because they have wives and sisters, etc. But a lot of them won't. Um, and I think it's important that they do understand it and are sympathetic and supportive because the key thing for I think all the women what they've talked about is they want support you know they want to feel safe so they can be supported and if they get brushed off then that's really unhelpful I mean I would like to see a female committee member no at least one female committee member on every POA committee I don't think that's a big ask not when 
Not when 25% of the membership is female. It's not a big ask, is it? Because I do think women, I mean, a lot of the male committee members are, are brilliant. You know, there would be no issue with a woman going to them. But the women don't know that. And they might, and, and often they would feel more comfortable talking to another woman. Finally, NEC member Jackie Marshall summed up what the event meant to her and the union. Um, it's been absolutely fantastic. The girls have really enjoyed it. They've learned so much information for them to take back uh, to their establishment and share with other women there. It's been a really good event. We've had some excellent speakers on. We've got high-profile speakers. We've had the chief exec of Thompson's. Claire Meller came um, on Tuesday give her speech. We've had the head of equality from the TUC. She came on Tuesday, and the speakers have just been fantastic. Right, so... Is it fair to say it's not only met your expectations, but exceeded them? Definitely, yeah, because it's the first event that we've run like this. So I was a bit apprehensive as to how it was going to be received, how how much they the, the girls would participate, you know, in, in the workshop. But we've, you know, we've, we've all agreed to honesty and confidentiality and everything else. And some of them have been really brave with the stories that they've shared with us. Some of the stories that they've shared have been horrific. The way they're treated by managers, and there's all sorts of women's issues that have come to light. Say something like IVF. You know, one of the, one of the girls um, has been going through IVF. The prison service policy is you can have five days off every twelve months for IVF. That's horrendous. Therefore, the the confidentiality and the trust that has been woven into this event uh, that that's absolutely part of it being specifically aimed at and uh, attended by women only, isn't it? Yeah, and, and we wanted a safe place for the women so that they could share stories. And I, I think that's what we've provided. I would think with some of the stories that they have shared, they believe it is a safe place. Uh, I, I imagine people who perhaps have the most uh, difficult stories or difficult challenges that they're, that they're talking about now feel that they're part of a network. They're not just on their own anymore. No, exactly. And they've heard stories from uh, other delegates as well, so, as well so they know they're not, they're not on their own it's not just happening to them unfortunately it is happening across the service and I know the girls have shared numbers with, with each other they all want to come back if we do another one which at the moment we don't know if we can do another one but as much as I'd like to have this group of girls back we've got to share it out for others because we want more people with the knowledge to go out there to our female members and share the knowledge that they gain from this event. We hope that you have enjoyed this review of the POA's first women's networking event. More information on the full range of POA activity in supporting the union's members and details of how to join the union can be found on the union's website at poauk.org.uk. Advice and assistance on all the issues covered in this podcast are also available from your local POA representative or from Jackie or Sarah at the union's head office. Please do join us for the next episode of the POA podcast. We close with some more comments from those who attended the women's event, hearing first from Georgina from HMP Sudbury, then Eileen from HMP Aylesbury, and finally Julie from HMP and YOI Hatfield. Thank you and goodbye. 
the workshop for me has been so well organised and people have put so much effort into it with all the guest speakers and the little bits and bobs, the activities to get us thinking about, you know, digging deep into what we all know goes on in the workplace and actually having the confidence to bring it to the forefront and speak about different experiences as women that we've had in the workplace because that's not easy to do I think on a day-to-day basis we just sort of get on with it so for me it's been really beneficial to hear about other people's experiences and how they've grown from it and what they've done and what will change in the future because that's what it's all about really the next generation of women in the workplace I guess. In that respect it's made me see what work goes on in the background so uh, obviously you just go into your workplace you do your little bits with your own local union but you don't ever really speak to or see all the the leaders of the POA what they're doing and who they're talking to and what they're really trying to push for the future you just so that's been really helpful to me and I'll take that back to my union and the staff that I work with and really give them an idea of uh, for women hopefully they're changing things I know what I'm sort of talking about now in respect of helping women rather than obviously with my younger age I haven't experienced everything that these women have been through so I've got that knowledge now I can go yep this is the person you need to she's so uh, knowledgeable on this subject and hopefully make their lives easier oh it's been excellent it really has. I um, yeah. It's. I suppose what I would say initially is just having a safe space where all females to discuss things is just being really good, and also, you know, just to hear that everybody near enough is experiencing the same kind of difficulties makes I suppose your battles at work not seem so unique to your establishment and knowing that you've like networked a bit and you've now got contacts to actually speak to other people when you're getting a problem or whatever when you're talking to some of the members is um for me it's been great we've had lots of information some i'm still trying to digest i've had information i didn't even know about in relation to what we're even talking about now with the um carer's passport so I'll take that back. The need to have more females involved with the union is a big thing. Just encourage staff not to be, you know, accept a lot of the stuff that happens, that they can have a voice and and just keep on going, I suppose. Yeah, just keep pushing for more fair treatment. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. I just, I just hope other members get a chance to do it again because I think They've done a great, a great job. So it's really interesting to know that people like the POA have got so many different strands. And I'll be honest, I've been in the job quite a long time. Never really, I've always looked at the POA as someone that can look after us when there's been a problem. The the support and the you know the, the research and everything that's gone into the event that we've done this week has, has been absolutely excellent. Yeah, the the information that I'm going to be taking back to Hatfield will be great. I was asked um, earlier on this year if I would like to attend the the conference only because 
the, the person from my establishment was going and there was another space available. And, and I, I sort of like thought about it and I thought, well, I'm not, I'm not really into union things. It's not my bag sort of thing. But this event has definitely changed my opinion of, of the union completely. Obviously, I'm going to take back um, all the information that we've discussed with regards to to menopause, to carers, to to IVF treatment. You know how staff are supported in different ways throughout different establishments, but also what the POA can actually help with for these staff in the different establishments, and also that the POA do actually recognise that there is a difference in in ranks throughout establishments. So, you know, there's different support networks and obviously we just want to be as one service and, and I know that the POA are really, really banging the drum on that one. I just want to thank the POA for, for putting this on. It's been an absolutely brilliant week.